What's up, Wolfites, Wolfomaniacs, and any other ites and ats I can talk about? I got nothing today. Creativity is in the shitter. Things are weird. And the Red Star at Macy's is creeping me out. Are they Russians too? All right, we are on the road. We are riding with the wolf. And I don't know how long I'm going to be out today. Not really feeling it. Uh, 2022 still seems to be a kick in the pants. And it doesn't seem to be getting better. You know, everything that we were warned about with the previous administration's uh, run is basically what's happening now, whether you agree with it or not. We are in the midst of all the problems. And, uh, yeah, 2022, not a fan so far. But i got some other things to talk about. One of the things uh, I'm going to try and cover while I'm ootin' a boot, as Canadians would say, is paper. I miss paper. I miss paper products. I miss magazines, books, drawing on paper, the sound a pencil hits the paper with and all that good stuff I just I, I miss paper don't so much miss paper cuts I know one of you are probably thinking that but uh, yeah also the dating scene and we'll start with this St. Patrick's Day in Vegas is coming up I mean I know it comes around for every it's a little different in Vegas we don't need an excuse to drink, and <clears throat> St. Patrick's Day is one of the worst shit shows. When I was in Reno, they would often, you know, turn the, the river green, uh, they would have a leprechaun crawl, and it seemed like good-natured fun. Down here, the vomit runs green, and every douchebag in the world comes here to uh, play golf pimp on our hose, try and buy our drugs, and then get out there and have a good old time professing that they're going to, you know, spend all this money, and then on the trip home, one of them lost 300, one lost 500, another one loses 200, and then the one asshole in the back smiling his ass off because he's just won $1,200. Uh, I mean, that's, that's how Vegas goes, but man, the holidays are just a shit show, and I'm wondering when it's going to get to the point that we're not allowed to celebrate St. Patrick's Day anymore because that's going to be offensive. Because, you know, what do they do? They hire Irish people. They stereotype people. Anyone with red hair or a red beard gets a job. They've got leprechauns or midgets or little people. I don't know what you call them. I mean, my, one of my first experiences living in Vegas, I met a lot of little people. But I met them through St. Patty's Day, where they would run on the bar and still be at height level to you, and they'd shoot, you know, shots with you or pour drinks down your throat, which is like, you know, if you ever think the, the Vegas high life is all exciting, it's really not. You ever see those shots where they're pouring the bottle down your throat and everything? That's like a, a strawberry lemonade mixer that's been on the shelf for two years that nobody wanted. You're not getting, like, Patron shoved down your throat unless you're paying $1,800 a bottle for it. Yes, for actual Patron, something you could buy for $40 or $50 in the store. The markup on alcohol for the privilege of drinking in Vegas is absolutely ridiculous. You can buy, I don't know, a 
30 pack of bush light for $15 or you could get maybe a fifth of jack for $15 or you can go to a casino and not gamble and spend $15 for one pint of a tap beer and then if you're gambling they won't give you a comped beer unless you put at least 20 in the machine and not just put 20 in you have to lose 20 and then tip on top of it so Vegas tip number one if you're ever here visiting just buy your damn drink because unless you're a high roller or unless you're friends with the bartender or with a buddy that knows someone in Vegas odds are you're better off just paying the seven to fifteen dollars a beer because they're gonna only comp you one beer for every twenty dollars that you lose it's called a handle so the way it works is a machine counts how much you're playing you put in twenty dollars but say you win you're, you're, uh, let's just take Keno. You're playing a six spot. You bet two per round and you get back four. So now you have $20.50 on a quarter machine. So now if you put all that in, your handle would be $20 put in and $20.50 played. But odds are you're going to hit maybe a three spot every third or fourth hand, a four spot. If you're lucky, you might get a, a $20 five spot, something like that. So your handle, if the machine's paying and keeping you playing, is more or less going to be 20 and say 45. Now a 45, that means that's two 20s played, even though you only put one physical 20 in. If you've kept on playing and your handle's now over 40, you're allowed that second drink. And that's how you see people just sitting there constantly, constantly playing, and then they end up with drink after drink after drink or, or whatnot. And then usually a free shot will happen if you win a minor jackpot or a couple hundred dollars. The rule with that is, uh, generally speaking, you give 10% to the bar because that's the whole reason they're bartending in a gaming bar. Uh, so, you know, the other night we were out with the Irish buddy. Uh, we call him the Garage Boys Ford Exchange student, the new guitar player. And he won a six spot, but he was only betting one or two credits on Kino. And it ended up being like $235, something like that. So the bartender looks at me. He's one of our friends. We're joking around, me and my drummer, and uh, we're just having a good time. And then we start thinking, all right, let's see how much he tips. Because I bet it's not going to be the same. Usually Europeans and foreigners don't tip at all. And they don't understand the tipping rule of a gaming bar. So we watched and he did good. He actually tipped the guy 40 bucks. Technically, the bare minimum that would be somewhat expected would have been 25 for a $230, $250 payout. But considering that you've got a couple of drinks in you that you've been served, the bartender's been cool with you, things like that, you'd probably want to tip two or three dollars per drink anyway. So you're up to thirty, and then to be nice, since you know Johnny, it's, uh, they're always Johnny. Every bartender's name is Johnny. Uh, since they're nice to you, then you know, okay, forty bucks. That that was actually a pretty good tip. That was cool. 
uh, and he got to keep his $200. I'll do that. I'll keep the, uh, the large bills. Like I'll keep the 200 and just tip the rest. Uh, I have a rule where I won't cash out unless I hit triple digits. Cause I don't, I don't gamble that much. And, uh, I actually, I do now that I think about it, but I only gamble like 20, 40 bucks at a time. It adds up. I spend about two or $300 a month gambling, but that means I've gone out three or four times and it pretty much pays for my drinks, you know, but if you're a newcomer and especially that's at a sidebar around the houses in like sort of the suburb areas away from the strip. If you're a newcomer or a visitor or a douchebag and you go to the strip and expect a free drink because you put a dollar in the machine, you're sorely mistaken. Now, speaking of the Irish guy, I was asking him what he thought of St. Patrick's Day. And, you know, they kind of, he thought it was a joke. The, the way we celebrate is basically the way they celebrate. They got the corned beef hash, the pickled eggs, and, you know, whatever the traditions are. The terrible beer. And they sing, like, the traditional Irish songs. And... So being over here is nothing special for him. It's just on a grander scale and a bunch of douchebags and neon colored polos are puking everywhere. Or those big fucking print suits. Like the one, have you seen the ones now? They look like something that uh, Chalkline would put out where it's a suit, but the entire coverage of the suit is a print. And it could be like, it's usually dollar bills because they want to act like they're big money. Or it's... I don't know, dildos or sharks in tornadoes or something stupid like that. And you could always tell the out-of-town douchebag because they're wearing one of those and they're trying to be cool, thinking they're going to get in the club. Well, you wait four hours in line for a club while 20 or 30 chicks get in for free. And then you got to pay a $100 cover to get in to one of these nice clubs then every drink they usually don't do beer you're gonna get like a vodka soda those are 30 to 40 dollars and then god forbid you think you're cool and you might buy a bottle of wine for a hundred bucks at your olive garden back home and you're gonna order a bottle and they ask for your credit card to keep on file that's gonna be hilarious because they automatically charge your card eighteen hundred dollars for the bottle and it could be sky vodka or usually people do like Absolute or Grey Goose because they think that's, you know, high class and shit. And that bottle's $30 in the store. You're going to get charged $1,800 for popping a bottle like that from the bar in a club on the strip. So words of the wise, my advice, do not drink. And frankly for me, don't even go to the strip. I can't give you Vegas Insider info on where to park because we rarely get any incentives. There's, even as a local, we used to get into strip clubs for free. Uh, you technically still kind of can with the local ID, but if I told you where we go to park for free, that would get taken away from us. Uh, and we don't have that many incentives, so sorry about that. Um, I will say this. I will give you one insider tip. When you go to the strip, if you absolutely must and have to do so, go on a street called Koval, 
K-O-V-A-L on the back side of the uh, Las Vegas Boulevard. Not the freeway side, but the other back side. And park in one of those parking garages. It's going to suck because everything is going to charge you for parking. We have one or two spots still left where we can park for free. If you find them, good for you. Don't tell anyone. But generally, parking is going to cost $20, $25 for a couple hours night out anywhere on the Strip. In fact, I, I will say, I think Treasure Island is still free, but that's a long-ass walk from anything interesting. Anyway, park or get yourself around Harrah's. Go to Carnival Court because there's outdoor free music, but the drinks are, like I say, a mixed drink's going to be $40 and a beer's going to be $15. But here's a secret I'll tell you. Walk outside of Harrah's, go north on Vegas Boulevard, and right past a little kind of food court outside that has McDonald's and people slapping wads of trading cards for hookers at you. There's a little casino uh, called the Royale. And they still have dollar beers and $3 wells. I mean, granted, it's going to be like McUltra or McUltra 64 and then the worst buck nastiest well whiskey from a gun like a a soda would come from like a soda gun but for the price if you just want to get fuckered up cheaply on the strip that's the only way to do it now you can't upgrade to like the two or three dollar bud bud light coors light things like that and then i think five dollars for a jack daniels that's uh that's pretty good deal that's about the best you're gonna get in vegas so that is your local insider tip, the best I can give you. I'm at the comic shop. I think I have some pretty good ones in there, and we'll see if I can't go collect some paper. Well, that was funny. Went to a couple stores, came out of the Walmart, and you know, I'm always looking at planes and trying to see what's going on, and a real loud one flew overhead, so I stopped and I was looking, and this old guy comes out of Walmart, and he's like, what is it? Is it the Russians? <laughs> it's kind of funny because, oh, you hear that? I guess I should put my seatbelt on. Mask up, put your seatbelt on, and wear a condom. Um, it's just the way it used to be. God, there. So I got tagged at Facebook. Of all the shit that I post, I posted a picture of a couple of cute dogs, and the tagline said, Something to the effect of, Mom, the Russians took a shit in the living room. And I wrote on there, damn Ruskies. Because I don't know that anyone calls them that anymore. So I figured that would, you know, if you say certain words on Facebook, you get flagged. Facebook flagged me anyway because it, it read the letters in the meme and said that it was hate speech and harassment of a particular group of people deemed inferior. Let me uh, speak at you again on that. (laughs) They just did worse than I did. They said what I had done was hate speech on a perceived inferior group so they're protecting them. Oh my God. So 
All right, well, the Russians are an inferior group, I suppose. Great, good to know. Thanks for pointing that out, Facebook. But because I said, damn Russians, and it was a joke, they thought I was saying, damn those Russians. You know, their algorithms, they really got to upgrade for proper English, not just internet speak. But it's getting so freaking ridiculous. Anyway, that's the way it used to be. You know, they used to say, uh, I, I don't know, what, what was it, like, ragheads? What did they call them over in uh, Desert Storm or something? I don't know, the Iraqis or something like that. Let's just say Iraqis. Someone would be like, oh, what is it? What's that noise? Is it Iraqis? Or during the Cold War, it was always, what, are the Russians invading? And so many things now have become racist when it was just military propaganda back in the day. Um, you know, we came up with terms for the Japanese, Vietnamese, all your other knees, and uh, they are, obviously, it's, it's racist now. Well, we were calling them that because they blew up our sailors in Pearl Harbor. So, I guess justified racism isn't appropriate. That's that's fine. Nowadays, if those things were to happen now, it's basically what happened with my meme that I posted, where they're saying we have to protect those sensitive types from a perceived inferior group of people so that they don't get harassment and uh, hate speech directed towards them. Oh, my God. God, Russians are literally bombing Ukraine right now and killing Ukrainians just because there were a lot of Russians near the border and sympathizers and they wanted to annex part of it and absorb it into what used to be the Soviet Union. But then these dipshits go over there and they're blowing up the world's largest plane, the Antonov-225. There's only one of them and the fuselage for a second was being built and that got destroyed too. And then now they're taking over the nuclear plants. And Chernobyl just went offline today. So now the United Nations nuclear monitoring system can't tell what's going on at Chernobyl. They're trying to start that fucker up and get those Resident Evil monsters to pop out. And then they took over the other nuclear power plant. And these dipshits going in there planting C4, pretending to blow it up as a... Uh, you know, bartering tools so that they could take over the country and they're like pleading with them, you don't understand that could destroy the world, blah they don't care, they're fucking stupid so anyway, I ranted enough about that last time as far as the comic shop went I I dropped most of my titles, I did get the new Punisher and I said I'll buy this one, but drop it after it because I know where this is going so, this is the one where they get rid of the logo and they tell everyone that guns are bad. And Punisher becomes a sword-wielding ninja leader of the hand. Yes, that's right, folks. You heard that right. The hand, the evil villains that Daredevil and Punisher and Elektra, all those people from Heroes for Hire have been fighting forever. Now the Punisher runs and leads the hand. 
So we're demonizing the Punisher because he wore the Punisher logo, which is adapted by conservative right-wing nuts and gun-toting individuals. And apparently Marvel, and more specifically Disney, doesn't like that. They don't want to be associated with those people anymore. Which seems racist in itself. But they don't want to be associated with those people. You know, the type that are exactly like the Ukrainians protecting their country. So that when Civil War and someone takes over our country, they're going to wonder where those people are. Well probably in a commune somewhere because you've demonized all of them and now they've ran away but we'll see how the story plays out but it looks like on a quick flip through that Punisher goes through a battle with the hand and realizes his guns aren't doing squat that the swords and ninja stars work a lot better than a gun apparently and he's losing so he learned the skills of a ninja and then became the leader of the bad guys Fucking stupid. Well, Target didn't have shit. Not surprised. This is a... A weird lull in collecting right now. Because usually... After Toy Fair and San Diego Comic Con... We would have clearance sales. And then... You'd be able to load up on all these things. Even GameStop used to do like their... If it's on clearance, it's only five bucks now sale. And well, thanks pandemic. Nobody's putting things on clearance anymore. And the things that they are putting on clearance aren't clearance. They're just going back to the original price. Like Marvel Legends are going back down to $14.99 or $19.99 from 21 and 24. It's not really a deal, guys. I know you think it is, but it's not, uh, and this just, God, I feel like I walk into Moss Eisley Cantina everywhere I go now, and people just look at me like, we don't serve your kind here, because they just, there isn't anything for me anywhere, you wonder why I spend so damn much money on beer, at least beer's looking forward to me and likes me. I walk into a Target or a Walmart. They don't have any figures that I collect. I don't collect these MCU figures. Any of the comic characters that are out usually are the exclusives. Like, I guess there's a 70s version of Doctor Strange out there, but it's a Walmart exclusive. I'd get it if I saw it, but no one's buying them because they don't want shelf warmers that they're going to have to put on clearance. So it's just impossible to find. Oh, well. So, paper. I went to the comic shop reminded me how much I, I miss paper and how different variations of paper make me happy. In fact, if you look at an old comic, you go through the qu quarter bins, you get the, uh, the softer paper with a different kind of ink. It smells different. It's flimsier and then when laser printing came out they went to this shiny paper and then sort of a satin 
paper on the inside, and it was very, very stiff. It was because of the 90s technology boom, where everyone learned how to use Photoshop and gradients, and we moved away from tones and flat colors and uh, sort of palette colors, or Pantone colors, as it were, uh, they needed a, a you know, which I get, they needed a better system for it, so, like, the first few Image Comics were very stiff paper, very different from what Marvel was getting, and it was, it was cool, it was neat, uh, it worked for then, but then Marvel started doing something weird in the last, say, 15 years, where they've gone to almost magazine paper, where it's shiny, but it's so thin and almost brittle rippable that you don't want to touch it and I buy comics on Wednesday and if I sit there and actually read a full page by the time I turn the page my thumbprint has come out of the ink and now I'm marking up all the other pages because they it's like remember holding a newspaper those were those giant tombs of paper you would get daily not just on Sunday for the coupons and you would read the comics or something and the ink would come off the page. That's what Marvel Comics are now. DC is still running on a softer paper and it, and it works a little better. It smells better. It smells like actual ink. But it's not the content that I like. And they asked me, they're like, well, you keep dropping more titles than you're buying. And I said, I'm honestly about ready to cancel all my comic books because they don't write anything that caters to me. And, I, you know, people got up and they looked at me and gave me a snide look because, of course, I'm bald with a big beard and, the you know, camo shorts and they think I'm probably some gun-toting, right-wing conservative nut job. Uh, I'm not. And I just made the comment, I miss, I miss spandex. But even the comics like, say, Draculina that came out, or Betty Page, there isn't any story. It's cheesecake, and the guys can't draw proper cheesecake pin-up style drawings anymore, and it's just boring. Uh, I bought a couple of the Vampirellas and Purgatories and Lady Deaths on their umpteenth reissue and revamp, pun intended, and they were just, they were terrible. Uh, so it's... Comics aren't fun anymore. And then Sabretooth, the one that I was excited about, first issue was good. Second issue, he only showed up at two or three panels. They changed the artist. And so I dropped it. I mean, if I have to go back to being a cherry picker where I only buy the comics that have the good artist, I'll do it. But um, luckily, most of my comics were free. I only bought four of them this time. Uh, Strange Academy is good. I like... Carlo, uh, Humberto Ramos, he did uh, Crimson for Cliffhanger back in the day. A lot of you know him from Spider-Man, but uh, I knew him from Crimson because it was Crimson, Danger Girl, and Battle Chasers. And everyone knows the story with Joe Matarera who can't keep a deadline to save his life and then ended up doing video games because he played video games for so long. Now he's running video game companies. He's actually the guy behind Oh, uh, it's not Dark Souls. I want to say it's like Dark Riders or something like that. They did a Battle Chasers game, but Darksiders, that's what it is. So Joe Moderator from 
Battle Chasers is the guy behind Darksiders. Oh, jeez. People can't fucking drive. Let's get going. It's on the other side of the median. You don't have to stop, dipshit. Holy fuck. If there's an emergency vehicle on the other side of the road coming at you on a six-lane road and there's a giant-ass fucking median between you, they're not coming over. You'd be able to see when they start to hop over the thing if they were coming over. You can go. Ridiculous. Thanks for stopping at your stop sign. You're more important than the rest of us. Not truly in the mood for goodwilling today. Um, there hasn't been a whole lot of shit out. People aren't giving their things up, but I imagine with spring cleaning coming up soon that they will. So I'll probably hit it up here in a, a week or two. See how things go there. Um, yeah, man. Super nostalgic, though. Super sad for the days of old. And I'm sure a lot of people throughout history, once they turn 40 and 50, they hit that midlife crisis mode. They all have the same sort of woe is me. But there really isn't anything that's the same anymore. And I'm trying to get into new things. We'll talk about dating next. All right, so I've been to four or five different stores now and you know, about half the people are wearing masks and half of them are you know free balling it doing their thing oh god I'm putting my fucking seatbelt on surprise there isn't like a mask bell in stores back when that was popular anyway have you noticed that people aren't personable anymore now, I know for two years we haven't had to smile, and I'm not the happiest motherfucker out there, but don't you think people would be excited to smile at each other again, make someone else feel better? And, of course, when I do it, it's kind of like when Shrek smiles or when the Grinch smiles and it scares the shit out of everybody because I have natural fangs, uh, so I try not to do a open-mouth smile but then again, I don't exactly have like the the Stephanie McMahon grimace where it looks like I'm smiling, but I curl up my nose and I'm actually snarling at you. Um, so I kind of just like nod, smile, closed-lipped, and then uh, go from there. It's alarming to people. They don't understand what it is. They don't get why a grown-ass big dude that looks like he should be wearing a MAGA hat is smiling. And then I see some of the people that are wearing masks and they're just, they're closed off. They have a mask on. They have sunglasses on. They have headphones on. They don't want to be talked to. They don't want to be disturbed. They're completely in their own little protective world wrapped in bubble wrap. You know, that's, I, I guess that's fine. I, I, I shouldn't... I don't, I'm not one of those guys that would go to the bar and tell the bartender, you'd be a lot prettier if you'd smile more. Like, that's creepy as fucks and that's, that's stupid. But this brings me to dating now. How do you meet people anymore? 
Now, granted, if you go to a bar, you're there for a reason. You're there to meet people, trying to have a good time. Um, so smiling at someone, maybe buying them a drink from across the bar, carrying up a, a random conversation. You know, maybe things like that uh, can still happen. Sure, not the way it used to be. Guys are pretty much fucked now. If you stare at someone long enough, the some bitch will order an angel shot, which is code to the bartender that uh, they need to get this guy out because it's creeping her out. Like women and and liberals and rainbow letter wearers are all so damn protected these days that they can get away with anything. I've bought lesbians drinks before. I bought gay dudes drink before because I just legit want to go out. When I drink, I want to have fun. I want to be social. It's my one time a week to get out, have some fun, talk to some people. I don't care what you are. I've had some of the best nerd out conversations with gay dudes and I've had some of the best music conversations with lesbian women. But how do I get into that sort of uh, little circle where I can go up and approach them and talk to them? You can't just go and, hey, good looking, you look like you need a shot. You can't do that anymore. You know, it's, it's a whole new world. I know, you're singing Aladdin right now. Even that's rapey, I guess, now. You can't have that. So, anyway. I've been popular again on dating sites. And I don't know if it's just because Vikings are back out. Or what's going on. I don't know if you can hear the Harley in the background. But that's the sound of freedom. I wish I had a Harley. I look like I should have one. And I don't. But too many people get into accidents and don't know how to ride around here. And they always try and show off, so whatever. Anyway, I don't know if it's because of what's on TV or what people are trying to... Okay, dude, that's annoying. Dude, you don't have to keep revving it like that. It's not going to die on you. You'll be okay. Put it in first and clutch out. See what he does. Oh, here it is. Rap. Rap. You got saddlebags. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, stupid bagger. I'm, I'm happy he's enjoying his day off, riding in the wind, enjoying the nice sunny 69 degrees in Las Vegas. Still annoying as fuck. Anywho. I've been popular again, and so a few people have been hitting me up. Now, I did jinx it. I knew I would. I talked about it, and I was hopeful. And anytime I like something or want something to happen, it doesn't happen. So I was talking to this, what I would have called back in the day an Elvira type, and now she's a lesbian too, so let's call her uh, Morticia Adams. Is she still straight? Can I still lust after her image? Shit. Um, Was talking to her. Didn't really hit it off until we found things that we hated in common, and then it just went. It just constant. Like, we were talking about how Zach Baggins was a douchebag, how most of those shows were fake. I mean, it was it was a fun time. She, I, I had allergies, or I wasn't sure I was sick, so I 
waited a few days. Then she had a wedding she had to do uh, makeup and hair for. So that was a few more days. And then here it is like two and a half, three weeks later. And I'll message her or say something and she replies with one word. That's my biggest pet peeve. If I send you uh, the, the length of a tweet of a text, 180 characters, and I'm trying to strike up a conversation, don't just type back, I know, or LOL. Or worse yet, don't even respond. Just double tap it and ha ha or like it. You can do that on iPhones. Like, okay. So I, I just flat out messaged her the other day. I was like, look, Either I got ugly or you lost interest, but I'm going to go out this week if you want to hang out. I need to get out of the house. She's like, oh, no, no, everything's fine. I've just been really busy. How's your week been? Great, I did this and this. Cool. That's it, bitch? You got to be kidding me. All right, she's done. I'm out. I don't, I, I am so sick of chasing people. I'm so sick of putting in the work and buying them drinks and going out and messaging them every day, keeping the spark alive. I mean, bitch, you could do something too. So that just shows me that she'd be one of those freeloading dipshits in bed that uh, just lays there and expects you to get them off and then complains about it later or she probably has like three or four side dudes she's checking out or I, I don't know and I don't care. I don't have time for your bullshit. But I've matched with like five or six more in between then. And I've been hitting them up. One of them gave me her number, but now she's a corrections officer. And for some reason, they're all tall. Everyone that's been hitting me up has all been like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, six feet tall. And if a woman says they're 5'11", they're actually like 6'1", or 6'2". They just don't want to admit that they're six feet tall or taller. And if a guy says they're 6'1 or 6'2, they're usually 5'11. They just don't want to admit that they're shorter. But I'm a legit 6'1, and these women are saying they're legit six feet tall. So I guess, and you know me, I love my chunk of dunks. So I guess I got to reinforce the bed. But shit, it ain't even going to get to that point if these bitches don't respond. Well, they'd probably respond faster if you wouldn't call them bitches. Bitch, they don't know that I'm calling them bitches. Shut the fuck up. So the corrections officer, she wants to hang out. Her first, she made the initial moves, and then she said, uh, I don't know if you know this, but we're soulmates. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. That's funny. Let's see where this goes. And I caught her attention because I'm snarky in my profile. I'm not the long walks on the beach. Uh, I want to love you. I know how to get a girl off. Here's three shirtless pics of me in the gym and me holding a dead fish. That's not what my profile is. There's a picture of me standing in front of my figure collection in a shirt that says Jason Wolf is an arse, trademarked, and, uh, you know, flipping the bird. And then I got another one where I twisted my beard into a dirty Dutch mantel kind of look and just goofy pics. And then one of me and Freya, kind of a serious one where she looks like she's posing for the camera. But my tagline I was like, look, if you're one of these types that are offended by everything, I'm probably not the dude for you. I'm a Viking stuck in a, or I'm a nerd stuck in a Viking's body. And if you can't make fun of people, drink a beer, let me kick your ass in Mario Kart and throw an axe or two, then we should probably leave Walmart before we get arrested. 
you know, just throw them off guard, show them some humor, kind of my personality and whatnot. And then I'll say things like, they ask you dumbass questions on Facebook dating. And they'll say three words to describe you. And I put stink, stank, stunk. You know, if you're a Grinch fan, you get it. Some people got it. They thought it was hilarious. Uh, these Kardashian bitches with veneers, they don't. They think I actually stink, so fuck them anyway. Um, and then there's another one that said, uh, what's your best dating advice? Or what would you, what are you looking for in a mate or a match? And I wrote someone who can suck a gobstopper through a McDonald's straw. So this corrections officer thought that was the most hilarious thing ever. She loved the humor and all that. But it's weird that someone like that would want to date someone like me who looks like the people that she's overseeing at work. So uh, she's an oddball one. I don't think we're going to get along. It's not that I want a submissive type, but she seems a little too bullheaded and She's a little older than me, but I'll still give her a try, see what happens. But I think she's more or less just trying to date. We don't have anything in common. Like, not comics, not music, not movies, nothing. So, I am going to try one thrift store. We'll see how that goes. And I'll get you on part two. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Man, I almost want to, like, drive around town just vindictively until I find something to buy. I can't believe all day long I've only spent $9 at the comic shop. It's ridiculous. I suppose I could go somewhere really expensive and get some gas. Huh? That's the running joke, right? Yeah, and I don't understand that either. I've got a fuel-efficient car that if gas goes up a dollar even... At most, I'm only paying five, six dollars more than I normally would anyway. It's not that big a deal. I get it if you have a giant ass truck. The ball sack's probably weighing your truck down. That's probably where you're getting shitty gas mileage from. Anyway, see, I pick on everyone. This week it's conservatives. I get so sick of watching Newsmax and all these things where they just keep saying the exact same things, keep showing the same Trump quotes. It's like, get over it already. Look towards the future. See what we can do to change things around. Maybe swap it out in midterms in the, the Senate or the House, whatever. I don't know. I don't care. Anyway, the reason this corrections officer situation sort of makes me feel a little uneasy is because I dated one before, and she was a very strong, abrasive, bullheaded type, and I knocked that ego down real fast, and she, you know, this was back when I was bouncing in a biker bar, she thought she was hot shit, and I told her her tits weren't big enough that she needs to stick those fucking omelets that were tacked to the wall up her ass, and that she needed to calm down, because she wasn't as hot shit as she thought she was, and she looked at me like, I have a room across the street come fuck me. And I swear to God, I'm not lying. That's exactly what happened. I made fun of her. I told her she had small ass little titties and that she wasn't as hot as she was. And she legit gave me her room key. Now the problem with that was I went to her room and I fucked her. And as soon as I go to try and pull out, she wraps her legs around like Mr. Fantastic 
picking up a tube of tires or something and straps me in and I just cream pie the fuck out of her. I'm like, cool, I hope you enjoy being a single mom because I ain't going to be a part of that shit. You wouldn't let me go, that's your fault. And she's like, well, you didn't wear a condom. And I was like, yeah, because you ripped it off and threw it across the room. So either you had this planned or trying to give me something or this is a setup. So from that moment on, I had dates and times and a log of things going on. Now, I actually did like the girl. Uh, We dated for a good two or three weeks before she told me I'm pregnant. I'm going to get an abortion and you owe me for that or I'm going to sue you. Sorry, hon, you wouldn't know all that information in three weeks. And you wouldn't be at the point of being able to have an abortion. You would be at the day after pill or I think up to four weeks. You could just take the pill abortion and then after six or eight weeks, I believe it was, you can get the... uh, the regular thing with the fucking vacuum and shit where they actually suck the fetus out. It's gross and it's terrible. I've had an abortion happen on me with someone I dated and I hated her guts for it because I wanted a kid. Um, But that's a story for another time. Uh, I knew she wasn't pregnant. And if she was, it wasn't by me. She was living with her Marine MC Motorcycle Club one percenter outlaw ex-boyfriend sleeping on his couch. There was a string of girls where they all had the exact same story. They were still living with their ex and they were trying to get me to date him, but they uh, just wanted an out or an escape. So this chick thought, well, she was a correctional officer and then also an attorney's assistant at the same time. So she thought she could use her legal mumble jumbo to scare me and uh, pay in for some abortion. And, or, so, you know what I told her? I was like, you know what? Have the kid. We'll raise it together. And when you have that kid and it rips your stomach apart and your vag looks like Arby's and rips you from clit to anus and then you got a tiger stripe belly full of stretch marks, then we'll get a DNA test and we'll find out if that kid's mine. But if it is, I'm going to raise it and I'm going to keep it and I'm going to be the single parent bitch blocked me and I never heard from her again. Yeah, because I called you on your bullshit. That's why. So I'm a little hesitant with these women. And it's funny too, because if you date manager types, boss types, uh, officer types in the military, correctional officers, police women, things like that, all day long they have to uh, be the, the man and, and the aggressive one and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm making a U-turn to go into Walmart. I'm bound to turn. I'm going to fucking buy something today. Anyway, um, I, the funniest thing about dating those, uh, kind of what we used to be able to call manly men or tomboys or even cowgirls and, uh, horse girls, which they're crazy as shit is that they're passive when they get home. And they want to fight you, but they want someone that will overtake them and make them, make them feel like a woman. They're usually pretty submissive in bed, uh, or they want to be tied up and beat the fuck up and all that stupid shit. So, I don't know that I want to get involved with that. Because this lady's already sort of 
going that route. We haven't even started flirting yet, and I've actually let her go a few days without texting her, so hopefully that kind of puts a kibosh on that one. But, uh, yeah, it just it's a lot of work to date someone like that. It can be fun, but, eh. And then, I have nothing against them, but I'm starting to get a whole string of single moms now. And I've always said I'd rather start a family than join one. But sometimes I actually feel bad for them. Like, a lot of people won't date them because they have kids. Well, one of them's almost my age, and she's got a two-year-old. And she's a little bigger than I usually date, but really attractive. And I was surprised that she had a kid at her age. She's like, yeah, I'm an older mom. But then it hit me. I was like, wait a minute. If that kid's only just a year or a year and a half old, that means you were bored as fuck during quarantine and just got laid. And also having such a newborn also means that you probably have some baby daddy issues, which is some extra baggage that I don't want to deal with. I mean, I might sound like a terrible person, but you got to understand, if you're a single guy that pays your bills, has your own house, has your own car, has a career or a talent or something like that, you want someone that compliments your life, not tries to use you for something that you have, or someone that's going to bring a whole bunch of baggage, that all of a sudden now your free time spent learning your craft has to be spent picking kids up from soccer practice and taking them to the vet and wait you don't take kids to the vet see shows how much I fucking know one of my friends uh just had twins god bless them and uh showed a picture of them getting their first bath but it was a picture of them in their car seats and I was like I thought you could dunk them like fries in the bathtub that's not how you bathe a baby I had no idea anyway um I'm going to try Walmart. I know Walmart ain't going to have shit, but for some reason, I don't care if it's a $5 DVD in a DVD bin. I'm going to walk out of here and buy something. So, sort of back to the paper thing. I used to love shopping. Uh, I, I would go, I, I should say grocery shopping. I would go with my mom uh, when she would go grocery shopping. Because what I would do is I would get to explore the store. I couldn't leave. And I would read and look at every single magazine that there was. And it was fun because there were tons of them. There was, there was Guitar Worlds. There was Flex Magazine. Uh, I got into bodybuilding just because I was reading Flex Magazine. Obviously, that didn't work out because I'm fat as fuck. But I did do uh, powerlifting for a while in high school, and that was fun. So maybe I'll pick up a magazine. I know they're like $12 now when they used to be, you know... I think three ninety nine, four ninety nine. Ugh. Oh well. Well, you guessed it. I didn't get shit. I literally had every movie. They don't make any magazines that I like. I went down the toy aisle. I went down the magazine aisle. I even went down the art supply aisle. I have everything. They don't have anything for me. I even went down the damn beer aisle, and I almost got something. They had a pack of the mango cart that I like, but they got a new flavor. It's a guava cart. I don't know what the fuck guava tastes like, so I wasn't going to risk it. 
but it has like a pineapple cart and a watermelon cart and then the regular mango cart that I like. They're all just basically tangy wheat beers. But here was the thing. I walked down to the cheaper beers because usually I have my good beers and then I have my bad beers. And you notice the redneck speak comes out when I'm talking about beers. I got my mango cart, which is my good beers, two or three of those, and I switched to the bad beers or the cheap beers like Bush Light just so that I can, you know, keep things going, keep drinking, have something in my hand, but then I'm not wasting money on the good stuff. So I get down by the cheap beers and they got, it was Natty Light Lemonade, natural light beer, and it had pictures of pineapples and lemons all over it. And I read the box and it said for people that like lemonade and beer but it didn't say it was a seltzer beer and it didn't say that it was a, a wheat so I imagine they just put like lemon and pineapple juice in a natty light what the fuck I almost wanted to get it just to see how bad it was but you could only buy it in a 30 pack and wolf don't need no 30 pack in natty light that's got lemon juice in it maybe lime juice I'd take that. But anywho, uh, did not buy shit, and now I'm pissed. Fucking ridiculous, man. Uh, there's never anything at Target. I'm going to go to the other Target. They usually don't do this. They usually only go to, uh, oh good, more construction. As if shit wasn't confusing enough as it is. I usually been on this run where I go to Goodwills and savers and things because it's cheaper because everything went up in price. I wasn't really finding anything to collect. The wrestling figures aren't people I like and all the legends are a chase, so there's no point in getting them anymore. Um, there's just nothing for me to find in a regular-ass store. So for some reason today, obviously, no wonder I'm not finding anything because I've only been hitting up Walmarts and Targets. I did go into a GameStop, and it's just sad. They don't have the physical media that they used to. They have like a little section of PlayStation 4 games, maybe a couple Switch games. I, I haven't had a Nintendo since Nintendo 64. I'm sorry, I did have a GameCube and a Wii, but only GameCube for Resident Evil, and I got the Wii just because it was gimmicky, and we sold it pretty soon after. It was kind of lame. Uh, but yeah, even GameStop, they don't have deals on figures. They got a bunch of them, but I'm not paying $24.99 for fucking Marvel Legends. Especially not for, like, Morloon. Yeah, more construction. That's what we need. I saw in the fucking State of the Union address, Biden was saying that our infrastructure is, like, 13th in the world. And that he's going to put billions of dollars into making our roads and our, uh, you know bridges and, and railways and things like that better. Bitch, like, they never stopped working on it. What do you mean we're 13th in the world? I never don't see construction going on. Just nuts. <sighs> so, back to the St. Paddy's Day thing. The Irish guy thinks it's a joke. It is a joke in Vegas. 
but the day after, I think it's like a Thursday this year, but the day after on Friday, our local dive bar is hosting a Viking Bash. Now this already sounds interesting. It's four metal bands, Viking brawl competitions, and beer drinking competition. It's like a Valhalla brawl uh, celebration, like the Yule celebration in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I, I think I'm going to that. I think that'd be way better than going some fucking Irish bar in Vegas for St. Paddy's Day or just any random bar. Oh, give me a green beer. Look at me. No, I don't go out to those things because people touch me and they want to touch my beard because I'm the only one with a real red beard. Everyone else has those fucking like masks, those ear straps that hang a beard around your chin. And then people just think I'm Irish anyway because I've got a red beard. Sorry the blonde hair fell out. I'm like a quarter Irish or whatever, but still. I take definitely more towards the Norwegian side of things. Should I try Target or should I just go home? You know what? I think I just need to call it a day not find anything. I've got work to do. Got more work than I can catch up with. I got shit at home to eat. I got beer at home to drink. I might as well just do that. You know, this is another thing too. Talk about being sort of uh, intuitive or psychic when it comes to things. Like I'll know when I'm going to find something in the store and just randomly have to be there during a sale or find something good. It's also scary when I can't find anything. It's like, well, shit, that must mean that I need money coming up. Or that, well, I mean, my sales have been in the absolute tank. The same eight people that bought the figure that sold the least last time, I came out with a banger this time, and it was only the, still the same eight people that bought it. And the people that aren't buying the figures are asking for stuff that nobody would want but those people. So it's just, it's a can't win situation. I'm already starting to get a little bored with it, truth be told. Because once anything becomes a job, you start liking it. And if it's a hobby or something you enjoy doing for a living, much like with music, I got so sick and tired of doing music and that I, I quit playing and I left it for about 10 years. And I wouldn't even listen to it in the car. It's only recently that I've missed it. You know, but I have a two-year itch. It's happened with dates, with jobs, women, uh, anything. I get sick of something after about two, maybe three years, and then I want to change it because it gets boring. Much like this podcast. I wish I had more stories or something more interesting to talk about on here, uh, but there is nothing to buy, nothing to see, nothing to do. So, I'm gonna barbecue. Alright. Stay safe and sane as best you can. And hopefully riding with the wolf will be a little more creative and interesting next week.